You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm recording this now and hoping to drop it very soon because I didn't think I would be able today, Arab Shabbos, to drop anything else, but I wanted to perhaps leave our listeners with something. You know, uh, obviously it's Erev Shabbos, Kavit Mashal is called for this day to be day of action. Um, I'm not going to deny that there's a little bit of trepidation. Uh, there was a shooting near the Kaisal last night that, you know, I heard got a lot of people up in arms and worried. I will tell you, though, however, that um, uh, I am staying in the Leonardo Hotel. Uh, I am with uh, most of the city of Karam Aymon. Uh, there'll be an interview that I did with some people in that city who saw Nisim on Shemini Atzeris, uh, were so strong and wonderful and dedicated. But Mamish refugees, people who up until this point had to stay in a very small room, and just like the people I spoke about yesterday, um, but really, you know, doubled and tripled. Um, whole, the whole town is here. The whole town is here, and perhaps other cities as well. And they are being uh, housed in hotels. And despite the fact that, you know, the there are musicians, there are singers, uh, there's foosball tables and other things to give people the sense of normalcy. There's obviously a somewhat of, uh, there's obviously a concern. You can't find that in their faces, though. Um, and once again, I didn't have to get my dear Shoshir this morning because it's Arab Shabbos. And I knew that with the, really the hundreds of people here in the, in the, in the hotel, that the minion would be packed. Now, I didn't realize that they would be having a series of minyona. But it's, it's an interesting thing that a beautiful hotel like this, and let's say Ben-Gurion Airport as well, the Beisa Knesses is very small compared to some of the other rooms. I, I, I spent a day and a half in the Ben-Gurion airport last year when a flight of mine was basically canceled. I got to the airport and just had to wait. And I spent the whole day mostly in the shul. And I realized that although the shul is very busy, people coming in and out, the room itself is really quite small. Um, and perhaps that's the way they want it. They didn't want to make it too big. They didn't want to make it a place that would be a security risk of people just hanging out there. It's almost like the McDonald's shita that let's make the place a little uncomfortable so people will get up and leave soon. That's sort of the reason why the benches there are uncomfortable because it's bringing the next group of people who want to eat their Big Macs. Um, and maybe that's the same thing here and when they built these 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 Botek Misiot in, in at least in this in this hotel. It's small. And I knew that with hundreds of people here, here. It'll be difficult. So across the street, there is the great synagogue of Yerushalayim. Now, of course, synagogue isn't impressive. Sanctuary even more impressive. And that is Rizan Shabbos. But normally during the week, there's a small base medrash on the side which is inhabited by a seaboard, seaboard that's uh, the Rav is Rav Bakshi, and it's all Adat Mizrach, all 
Svaradim, people from Adat Mizrach, men, sort of, I would say, the average age is probably around 55 or 60. <laughs> Very much a place to. So last night I went there to Daven, uh, to Daven Arvi, Daven, and I was told, and perhaps the person who told me was a little bit confused, that Shachrit the next day would be whole. So uh, I was up. I figured, okay, you know what? Let me go to a different show. Let me go to a, a show that's a little bit more of, of uh, gives me a little more room uh, to daven them. Uh, a type of tefillah that I'm very, very happy with. Well, um, as I got there, at the time that was supposed to be Hodu, I see that they are already deep into uh, Birchat Kriyat Shema and heading for Shemona Esrei. The sort of Gabai guard standing in the front said to me, that, oh, they told you wrong. It's not, <laughs> it's it's 20, it's 20 to 7. Not 10 after 7 Hodu. Hmm. Well, what was I to do? I'd come there. I could go back to the hotel, learn and wait. But I figured, you know what? I'll, I'll stay here because there's a little bit of a trick, a halachic trick, which is it has the gushpanka of Rahaigo and then codified in halacha, which is that even though you do not start your personal tefillah with the tzibur, but if you are able to get to the point of your own your own private Gal Yisrael in your brachot. When the Chazan is starting, Chazar Sashavs, you're able to daven with him, milah b'milah, word by word. And according to many shitot, this is as if you have daven b'tzibur. And to me, even though it, according to some, it might not be exactly to feel b'tzibur, it might be somewhat of a b'dev. Chacham feels it's l'katchila. I said, I'm staying here, and that's what I'll do. Now, you have to realize that the average tefillah lachash in Eretz Yisrael takes longer than it does in America, almost every show. Maybe it's because they have more to daven for. Maybe it's because they're used to davening. They're not worried so much about the bus that's waiting outside or the, or the, or the subway that they have to catch. So I rushed through the tefillah of Pesukah uh, Zira in order to get to and Berachas uh, Krishma, and where they would be able to daven mil mil to Chazan. Now, this morning, as I was rushing to get to the to the shul, I couldn't find my siddur that I brought with me. And this, of course, was a siddur with sort of uh, it was with halachot, a very yeshivish siddur. So I looked around the apartment where I'm staying uh, for a siddur, and I found the Magerman Koren Lenoar sitter for children and it's a beautiful sitter that was put out in 2015 uh, by Koran um, and it sort of has a an abridged feel of most of the essentials and there are pictures and stories uh, on, on a lot of the pages uh, the type of thing that would catch the eye of a child and would be able to be taught by a teacher in class well and of course the images are, are very, very much in a way what we would call a, a modern Zionistic type of portrayal, which was fine with me. So I had to sit with me, and I was davening through it. And as I was waiting for the Shriach Zibur, who actually spent more time on his Tfilas Lachish than the Rav, I came to the 
towards Shira Hadasha, which is, of course, where you have to wait um, in order to start the beginning of the Shemona Ezra. And as I'm waiting, waiting for the Chazan to begin, I look on the other side of the page. The other side of the page, there is a story, a story that I'm going to paraphrase. You can find it on page 86. But this is when I read it, and I began my Shemona Ezra, the story was in my mind and sort of behind every word of the tefillah. The story was, is that Rabdoyev of Rodeshitz was traveling, traveling alone. One person, and it became dark. And he was desperate to find some place to stay. He couldn't just stay out at a dangerous place. So he found an inn, found a hotel to stay at. Um, the, the room that he had by himself had a clock that was hanging on the wall. And the clock, like many clocks in the ancient times, it struck a tone every hour. And I don't know if it woke up from Tov, but he was very, very agitated by this clock. He was, it meant something then. So in the morning, he found the person, the innkeeper, who probably was not there the night before, the owner of the hotel, to ask him this, this question. This clock, where, where did it come from? What is it? And the man, of course, said, I don't know what you want. You know, we, we try to have a clock in every room. It's uh, some old clock. Not sure. He said, no, you have to tell me where it's from. Just tell me, please, please, if you can. So the innkeeper made inquiries. He said, okay, Rabbi, I'll go find out. Well, determined, he said, oh, I think it happens to be that this clock, you were right. Belonged to the famous Hosev Lublin, Talmud of the Neymeli Melech, the one who was able in, in, in ways to see, to see beyond, to take a look at a person's soul and see where that soul had been before, to see things in the future. The Hosev, the seer. Clock was his. Oh, Ibn says, now I get it. He says, it could only, he could have only been the only one to, to, to own it. Ordinary clocks strike a sad tone each hour. You know why? Because it's another hour past, another sign of our mortality, another sign of what we haven't achieved, another bit of time that we could have done something greater and better. Bringing us closer to our end. It's a sad tone, every clock. But this one is different. This one was sweet. This one indicated that we're an hour closer, an hour closer to the to the Mashiach. I felt it in that clock. I felt it there. That's the story that I read right before Shemana Esrei. And I was thinking, I'm in this Malone. I'm in this hotel. And yes, predictions death, predictions of Corbonis, a day of aggressiveness every hour. Sarah Shabbos. Yeah, every hour brings us closer to that main Olaba. Every hour, every time.
What a great thing to say, Tzur Yisrael. Kuma Bezus Yisrael, right after that. That was a good Mila by Mila, word by word, together with the Chazan. Have a good Shabbos, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.